chair staff is ready when you are um, and good evening welcome everyone to the November 15th 2023 Preservation Commission meeting the meeting is now called to order will the clerk please call the roll to establish a quorum thank you chair Commissioner Merker Vice Chair Garrett Root is absent. Uh, Commissioner Burns? Here. Commissioner Nayar? Here. Commissioner Montemayor? Here. And Chair McSlavkin? Here. Thank you, we have quorum. Great, thank you. I would like to remind members of the public and chambers that if you would like to speak on an agenda item, please turn in a speaker slip when the item begins. You will have two minutes to speak once you are called on. After the first speaker, we will no longer accept speaker slips. We will now proceed with today's agenda. Uh, beginning with the land acknowledgement, please rise for the opening acknowledgements in honor of Sacramento's indigenous people and tribal lands. To the original people of this land, the Misenon people, the Southern Maidu, Valley and Plains Miwok, Patwin Wintu peoples, and the people of the Wilton Rancheria, Sacramento's only federally recognized tribe, May we acknowledge and honor the native people who came before us and still walk beside us today on these ancestral lands by choosing to gather today in the active practice of acknowledgement and appreciation for Sacramento's indigenous people's history, contributions, and lives. Thank you. Please remain standing for the Pledge of Allegiance from Commissioner Burns. To the flag of the United States of America and to the Republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. Thank you, and you may be seated. Our first business item today is the consent calendar and the approval of the minutes. Uh, clerk, do we have any public comments on the item? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips on this item. Thank you. Uh, do we have any commissioners who want to make a comment or a motion on this item? I'll go ahead and move to approve the minutes. Second. Um, great, we have a motion from myself and a second from Commissioner Montemayor. Will the clerk please call the vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Merker? Yes. Vice Chair Root is currently absent. Commissioner Burns? Yes. Commissioner Nayar? Yes. Commissioner Montemayor? Yes. And Chair McSlavkin? Yes. Thank you, the motion passes. Thank you, we will move on to our public hearing section of the agenda, uh, beginning with ordinance listing 670 Dixian Avenue, North Sacramento School as a landmark on the Sacramento Register of Historic and Cultural Resources. And it looks like we have a staff presentation from Henry Fuse. Thanks, Henry. We just get the PowerPoint up, there we go. Thank you. Um, good evening, commissioners. My name is Henry Fuse, uh, preservation planner uh, for the city of Sacramento, and I'll be presenting the landmark nomination for the North Sacramento School at 670 Dixie Ann Avenue, file number M23010. Uh, the school building is built in 1915 with several additions built between 1920 and 1947. Um, it's located in North Sacramento at 670 Dixie Ann uh, Avenue, which you can see marked by the star above. Uh, in response to community organizing, um, the listing of the North Sacramento School on the National Register was initiated by Preservation Sacramento um, with the assistance of Brunzel Historical to list the building on the National Register of Historic Resources in 2021. 
the National Register list, uh, listing attached to your staff report recommends the buildings as eligible under criterion A and C, which corresponds with three criteria uh, on the Sacramento Register. Um, this, the school will be listed for its uh, mission revival architecture, its association with three notable Sacramento area architects, and for its association with the development of North Sacramento, um, the city of North Sacramento, which was associated, um, incorporated into the city in 1964. Um, starting with criterion one, um, which is the association with criterion, um, with the broad patterns of the city's history. Um, it is associated with the city, uh, the growth of the city of North Sacramento, um, which was an outcropping suburb of, North, of Sacramento, um, which was formed in the early 1900s. And the, the city itself was formed um, with many small buildings in the, in the area. And the school building starting construction in 1915 was a, a magnet for residents moving up to the area um, out of the, the dense city of Sacramento in the early days. Um, and then the city itself of North Sacramento was, was incorporated into uh, the city of Sacramento in 1964. Uh, criterion three is for its distinctive characteristics of architecture. Um, so you, you'll notice in the photo above, you'll see its mission revival architecture. Um, so with elements of Spanish revival and Romanesque revival. So you'll notice its um, blind arcade in the front, the Dora columns in those um, recessed openings on the front of the projecting wings. Um, it also has a centralized auditorium with clay tile roof, a steeple with um, a bell tower um, and blind arches and a clay tile roof amongst that as well. Um, in, the in the center of the building, there's also a, an arcade uh, that you can't see in the photo um, with uh, a, a small courtyard, um, which we also are considering a distinctive feature. And for the last criterion, um, thirdly, we are considering under criterion four, which is association with three distinctive Sacramento area architects um, first, uh, the first iteration of the building in 1915 was designed by Clarence C. Cuff. Um, he designed the Miriam Apartments, which no longer are existent, um, as well as the Guild Theater in Oak Park. Um, secondly, the building was um, beginning on its, on its uh, expansion campaign starting in 1920 through 1947. Um, E.C. Hemmings designed the first uh, or second iteration of the building, uh, the small projecting wings. He is most notable for designing the Hotel Sequoia on K Street, as well as partially uh, designing the Elks Lodge Tower with um, Leonard Starks. And then lastly, we have an addition by Dean and Dean, which are uh, very famous in Sacramento for their designs of revival architecture schools. Um, so notably the Lincoln School, which you'll see in the bottom left photo, um, which was, uh, which was uh, demolished in the 1960s. Uh, Dean and Dean were also uh, architects of many buildings on Montgomery Way, which was recently added to the National Register of Historic Places um, this past year. So that concludes my presentation. Um, if you have any questions, um, I'll also point out that we have received 41 letters of support um, for this property, um, and we have received no objections. So. Great, thank you, Henry. Uh, do we have any commissioner questions for Henry? Uh, yeah, Commissioner Merker, go ahead. Hi, thank you for the presentation. Uh, reading through the report, uh, notes that the staff uh, met with representatives from the school district that's the current owner of the property. Uh, did you get any impression on uh, if the uh, school district has any 
uh, leads for sale uh, uh, or if the uh, listing uh, might change that interest? Uh, we have not heard from them um, regarding any potential sale. I, uh, we do understand that there was a recent, uh, the sale recently went, uh, there was an escrow that recently fell out of, uh, how should I say, I guess like no longer going through anymore. So, um, but th they have not begun the process to, to put the building up for any auction or for sale going forward. Um, and the building is also, uh, as we noted, the building is also located or listed on the National Register. Um, so it's our, what we've tried to convey to them that this won't necessarily change any potential um, development opportunity for listing or for redeveloping the property as well. If I could just add to that, um, we also did receive a uh, comment from a member of the school board endorsing the listing on the register. So the, uh, the owners in a sense have consented and in that sense, at least one member of the school board has uh, voiced their support for this nomination. Uh, Commissioner Montemayor, go ahead. Thank you, Chair. Thanks, Henry, for the presentation. So when was it last um, being used as a school? I believe 2008. 2008. Um, and it was, I believe it was offices prior to that, so I think it had been, um, it was last occupied, I understand, in 2008, but it had been a school uh, it had not been a school for at least 20 years before that. Right. I'm glad you mentioned that because I was curious about the zoning, if there's any opportunity for it to be rezoned. If, like, if someone could revive it back to its former glory, because like, it's such an underutilized site in the North Sacramento, um, I'm just curious about what the zoning would be and then if there's any opportunity for like, economic development incentives on the site. Yeah, we'll, yeah, we'll look into that. Um, just one last question is, um, you said that it used to be used as office space. Is it um, like professional office or mixed use? Uh, it was owned by the school, it's still owned by the school district, so it was school district offices. So it wasn't like commercial then? It was not commercial offices, gotcha. it was school okay. district offices. Got it. Thank you. Do we have any other questions from the commission for Henry? Great, we'll move on to public comments. Clerk, do we have any uh, speaker slips from members of the public? Thank you, Chair, we do. We have four members of the public uh, to speak on this item. Um, our first speaker uh, with the last name Kitts, um, we have Kim Scott, Ronnie Shaw, and Jack Nielsen. Our first speaker is Kitts. You'll have two minutes to speak. Hello. Thank you, commissioners. Historical designation is a device that recognizes particular properties because of their importance in some small or great way to the history of the city or region in which they are located. Historical designation takes, a place, takes place at local, state, and national levels, and the goal in all of these cases is the preservation of properties with historical and or aesthetic appeal that would otherwise be neglected or demolished. Just to remind you, in 2000, the uh, his, uh, National Preservation Office declared schools, old schools, put them on their endangered list. So there's still many more around that are endangered. We know from public records, <coughs> excuse me, that the school district had considered demolishing the old Sacramento schools. We also know that for 15 years, the school has been neglected and deteriorated, causing interior and exterior damages. Today, North Sacramento, like other areas across our city, are being threatened, physically degraded, damaged, or even destroyed by the impact of urban development, 
For six decades, North Sacramento has experienced the negative and hurtful impacts of redlining, annexation, redevelopment, underfunding, lack of infrastructure improvements, and municipal services. The community sees this historical designation as an opportunity and an important tool in their efforts to revitalize our neighborhoods. Older schools retain immense social, cultural, and economic value, which will help our community retain a distinct sense of identity, ultimately creating an authentic sense of place. It's difficult, if not impossible, to replicate with new construction. And in this way, D2, and old, or the old Dixie Ann neighborhood, can enjoy some equity. In thank terms you for your of, comments. Your time is complete. Thank you. Our next speaker is Kim Scott. Thanks for listening to me. So just to answer your question too, actually within the last 15 years, there was one outbuilding that was used to teach uh, students with developmental disabilities on the property. So, there, so it hasn't been quite 20 years um, since something like that was going on there. So um, I'm just gonna tell a personal story. Part of it happens, I happen to live in a property um, behind the school that used to be part of the playground. And at one point when the um, uh, North Sacramento School District still had that property, they sold us uh, um, what the, it was eight parcels, which we had redivided into um, 11 parcels. And so we have an artist community next to the school. And when we bought that property and bought into moving into the neighborhood as a redevelopment project, um, the school was one of the reasons why we found that property attractive. We could look out our windows and see the tower, you know, and we thought we talked to the people that had the school at the time about maybe having a gallery space there or developing some kind of programs there that were creative programs. And so it's still on our minds, you know, that um, we would hate to see it become something that served only part of the population rather than a broader range of the population in that neighborhood. Also, after doing some genealogy, I found my, my mother's side of the family migrated here from, um, from Kansas, and they came to North Sacramento. And part of it was it was a real destination, and um, the school was one of the reasons that it was such a good destination. Of course, I had a good road getting there and all of that. It was the entrance, the northern entrance into Sacramento. And so I had family living there from 1929 and um, had businesses on Del Paso Boulevard. And I was born and baptized in North Sacramento. And then what do you know, I'm living there now, so, <laughs> you know, still. And I have a lot of memories just from my mother discussing roller skating down the street and stuff. And so um, it's fallen on For hard your comments, times. Your time is complete. We can, we can change that, yeah. Our next speaker is Ronnie Shaw. Can you guys hear me? Okay, I'm Ronnie Shaw. I'm the president of the Old North Sacramento Community Association, and I've been working with the community for quite some time trying to save this beautiful school. Um, to piggyback on Henry's presentation, this building was gifted, um, actually the property was gifted by the Sloby family to build this state-of-the-art school that was unheard of during its time, and it was used as a catalyst to bring people 
uh, to this new burgeoning city, North Sacramento. Um, and if you look at every region of North Sacramento, every area can trace their roots somehow to this school and this building and the legacy that it created. Um, we've been sabotaged in North Sacramento for quite some time. There's been, as you know, a lot of political sabotaging with our local leadership and um, a lot of, of uh, problems have happened in the neighborhood, blight, and um, this school has fallen into disrepair. And uh, this local designation, I think, is gonna bring about a new, a new life for the community. And it's going to be a space that can really foster the original intent of this property, which was, you know, creativity, education, and, um, you know, to create a space that's gonna foster better things for people. Um, and I think together we can make this happen. We've been talking with many different types of developers and community activists, and I think everyone will be, um, I think everyone will come out uh, enriched by the possibilities that this property can bring if we designate it local. Um, so thank you. Thank you for your comments. Our final speaker is Jack Nielsen. Good evening. Um, uh, you saved the uh, last, the weakest for the last. Um, so uh, I, 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 along with Kim Scott, um, I live on the property also, and um, every every morning I get up, I see that building for the last 20 years, basically, and um, see it and the changes of the weather and everything. So it's become my friend in some ways, and uh, I can actually hear the children playing and um, think about the generations of um, children that went forward to fight in wars, um, create businesses, and go forward into the world. Um, and in the research that Kim uh, did, I found out that uh, my mother's um, uncle was the principal of the school, and he was also the um, superintendent of North Sacramento. Um, so that was pretty strange to moving around during my whole life and wind up being there, building our houses and our studios, and then finding that I had a, um, actually family connection to the building was pretty amazing. And um, the other thing that was, um, I mean, I could speak about the building itself, but I think you all know a lot about it. And, but when Kim and I were uh, canvassing the neighborhood for the letters of support, well, we didn't have to prompt anybody. And they were so thrilled that there was some um, energy and effort going toward the building. Um, some of them had their children um, uh, went there. They saw that um, the building had um, stopped being a living building. It was, when we moved in, it was uh, the North Sacramento School District was still conducting business there. And so when they left that building, it was like a lot of people felt abandoned in some ways or another. So, um, anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty much done. <laughs> so I thank you for the opportunity. Thank you for your comments. Chair, I have no other speakers on this item. Great, thank you, Clerk, and thank you all for your comments and for uh, joining us this evening. Do we have any commissioner uh, comments on the topic before us? 
Um, I'll just go ahead with one and just say that I've only been on this commission for like a year now and I've never seen anything close to the level of community support for a project that you all put together with the letters, with the showing up, with the pushing Sean and Henry to make it happen. And thank you for making this all happen and bringing it to us. And you should be very proud of yourselves for, for all the work you've done. Um, with that, any motions? We have a motion to approve uh, the item from Commissioner Montemayor. Do we have a second? Second. A second from Commissioner Merker. Uh, clerk, can we go ahead and call the vote? Thank you, Chair. Commissioner Merker? Yes. Vice Chair Root is absent. Commissioner Burns? Yes. Commissioner Nayar? Absolutely. Commissioner? I do need a yes or no. Yes. yes. <laughs> Thank you. Uh, Commissioner Montemayor? Yes. And Chair McSlavkin? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Great. Thank you all. Uh, we'll move on now to our discussion calendar and the 2023 Draft Preservation Commission Annual Report. Uh, do we have a presentation from staff? Yes, uh, thank you, Chair. Sean DeCourcy, Preservation Director. I'll be giving my um, <clears throat> my report on this item orally without a uh, PowerPoint presentation. So the uh, um, updated 2023 Council Rules of Procedure established an annual report requirement for all legislative bodies, including the Preservation Commission. Last month, the Commission reviewed the draft annual report, provided a number of comments to staff. Those comments have been incorporated to this final draft report. Tonight, we're asking you to make a recommendation to the PNPE Committee of the City Council that they forward a recommendation to the City Council to approve the annual report. This concludes my comments on this item, and I can answer any questions you have. Thank you, Sean. Any questions from the Commission? Doesn't look like it. Um, to clarify, we are, we need a motion to recommend this to PPE? or this was just an update from last time? No, that's correct. You need to, um, there's a, a recommendation from staff to make a recommendation to the PNP committee to approve the report. So yes, uh, you need to make a motion. Um, well, I'll go ahead and move to uh, recommend, move that we recommend the PNE committee uh, advance the staff report forward or the annual report forward. Is there a second? Uh, clerk, can we call the vote? Thank you, Chair. And before I call the vote, we had no speaker slips uh, uh, for public comment. Uh, Commissioner Merker? Yes. Vice Chair Root is absent. Commissioner Burns? Yes. Commissioner Nayar? Yes. Commissioner Montemayor? Yes. And Chair McSlavkin? Yes. Thank you. The motion passes. Great, thank you. Next up is our director's report from Director DeCourcy. All right, thank you, Chair. I do have a few items to update the commission on. Um, first, at the last Preservation Commission meeting, I mentioned that we would be having a public outreach meeting on the proposed Eichler Historic District. So that meeting occurred on November 1st. The, about 20 people attended that meeting, which was down um, about 10 or 15 people from the previous meeting that we had, which that meeting was down about uh, 10 or 15 people from the, um, the previous outreach meeting we had had on the Eckler Historic District. So 
Um, there was no opposition to the historic district voiced at the meeting. Um, some questions, but uh, largely a, a favorable uh, discussion about the, the potential historic designation. Um, so um, the meeting went well. We also uh, used a little bit different format at this meeting that you might find interesting. We, um, we had members of the community who are, who've worked with us to either redeveloping historic properties or in one case, a property owner that owns a historic landmark property in East Sacramento that recently went through the landmarking process and then uh, is a Mills Act contract uh, recipient. Uh, attend the meeting and, and answer questions. So we gave a brief presentation and then really allowed people to ask questions of the uh, of the panelists, if you will. And uh, that format seemed to work well. So next, the uh, I wanted to pro provide an update on our LGBTQ plus um, grant project. So we are a CLG grant through OHP. Um, we've res we've circulated an RFP, and we had about a month for people to respond, uh, consultants to respond to that RFP. We received five responses, and we've formed a review committee with both uh, city staff, members of the public, and then um, and then Commissioner AR will be uh, serving on that review committee as well to review the proposals, and um, we hope to select the consultant. Uh, hopefully by December 1st is our uh, deadline for to select a consultant by OHP. Um, so we'll be meeting after the Thanksgiving break to uh, with, uh, with the review committee to review those proposals. Um, and then the last thing I wanted to mention is that I attended the National Trust Conference in Washington, D.C. Um, last week, and I... Uh, I, I had a, a nice time. The, it, we listened to some interesting sessions, including um, I met the administrators of the African American Cultural Heritage Action Fund, um, which gave us the grant for the African American Experience Project, and I thanked them for funding that project and um, let them know that we were pursuing other uh, endeavors related to that project um, to try to, to further the goals that we set out um, through uh, the, the process. And then I listened to an interesting session on, uh, on not just American, but also Canadian Chinatowns and the struggles that Chinatown um, communities are, are experiencing. And you know, we have a Chinatown that's not a designated resource, but, um, but Chinatowns throughout North America and Canada sort of suffer from a similar range of problems and listened to a screening of a, a documentary on Toronto's Chinatown um, that I found interesting. So I. Uh, had a discussion about potentially bringing uh, that filmmaker to Sacramento to meet with our Chinese community and uh, review the film and talk about um, their goals for Chinatown. So uh, stay tuned on that. And then um, I also listened to an interesting session on disaster preparedness, and they actually talked about uh, the panelists as a national conference talked about the campfire and um, that community's struggle to recover from from that disaster, um, and that was sort of a post-disaster preparedness discussion, and then there was some pre-planning pre discussion in that session, so those are sort of the highlights. Um, but also met a lot of colleagues, both from the West Coast uh, that I know, and then also new colleagues from the East Coast that I had never uh, met before. So that concludes my report. I can answer any questions from the Commission. Any Commissioner questions for Director DeCourcy? Um, just one for me at this conference, I'm curious, because I know we've been talking in a couple different ways about uh, 
the Native American history in Sacramento and what we might be able to do about it in grants and whatnot. Is that a theme that other folks were working on too, how to, how to get into that universe? There was, um, it actually came up during the disaster preparedness session where um, a member of actually the Northern Miwok tribe, so from California, um, uh, after this session on the campfire, got up to the podium sort of impromptu and um, discussed their burning practices and how, um, and how burning practices and other sort of natural control of fire, um, you know, that na native communities can be looked to to um, implement some some disaster preparedness techniques and, and fire prevention techniques. Um, but other than that, I didn't attend any sessions directly on that topic. Great, well thank you so much. Um, we'll move on next to commissioner comments, ideas and questions. Anyone? Commissioner Merker? Uh, yeah, Director DeCourcy mentioned that uh, we had the uh, uh, Eichler Homes Historic District uh, uh, information session. I just wanted to note that uh, I was uh, there observing the, um, observing the meeting and uh, was very impressed with the, the program uh, and uh, the uh, neighborhood feedback. Uh, I think it's a very valuable process uh, uh, that we're doing there uh, and uh, is only going to uh, assist with positive outcomes uh, when, once the, uh, the listing is, uh, is ready to go. Um, if we could do that for, <laughs> for every uh, um, potential historic district, I, I think we're going to have uh, a good positive neighborhood feedback. Uh, it was unfortunate that none of the potential opposition was there, um, but uh, even the people who were in support of it uh, were able to speak to what uh, what neighborhood uh, opposition is, is like. That's great to hear, thanks for going. Anything else? I could just uh, make one more uh, inquiry. Uh, the uh, Coca-Cola bottling plant has been in the media recently and just interested in uh, what the status is of, uh, of that development project and if uh, the city will have any review of that uh, for the commission? Thank you for that question. I actually, uh, I also observed the, um, the Business Journal article had a, uh, a headline that was somewhat misleading. So the, uh, the project was actually um, went through the, so take a step back. The building is not listed on the state, local, or national register. Um, however, the, the project itself did go through our design review process, and as part of that being 50 years old or older and the city considering it potentially eligible, um, it went through a historic review process. And so the approved entitlements include analysis uh, of potential historic impacts. So the, uh, the uh, sort of the controversy that's been in the uh, news lately really stemmed from this, from this article that implied the building was being demolished. Um, when in fact the building is part of an adaptive reuse project where the histor historic building will be uh, preserved and restored and um, behind the historic building a new hotel will be constructed. Um, but the, given the, the controversy that, uh, that stemmed out uh, of this article from the, especially from the preservation community, 
Um, I went and did a site visit actually yesterday. It's been a, it's been a long week. I'm pretty sure that was yesterday um, with, uh, with building staff as well, um, just to inspect the site, see where they were at. And also, we like to do these, um, these pre-app sort of pre-construction meetings, if you will, when there's a project involving a historic or potentially historic building where we go out and uh, meet the contractors. You know, we don't typically deal with the contractors during the application entitlement process. We deal with an architect or an owner or developer. Uh, but then when it goes to construction, unless we make a point of doing these, these site visits, these sort of pre-construction meetings, they don't know what role we have in the process. They sometimes aren't even familiar with their conditions of approval. Um, in this case, this construction team seems very experienced and really has a good handle on the scope of work, the extent of demolition, um, and so I'm, I'm very comfortable with the approach they're taking. And also, sometimes we get situations where a, a contractor or maybe a subcontractor is overzealous and not looking at the plans carefully enough and uh, doesn't know what needs to be preserved on a building and what doesn't, and so, but this team, that's not the case. They, they had a good handle on it, and we walked it and talked about um, the, all the elements that need to be preserved, and so I think we're gonna get a really good project out there and um, a really good use of the site, being a hotel right across the street from the Med Center where hotel rooms are desperately needed. There, I think there's one other hotel nearby, but with the, um, with the development, it's, uh, with the development of that uh, med center, it's gonna be uh, a good use of the site, so. Great, thanks everyone. Um, Clerk, do we have any comments from members of the public? Thank you, Chair. I have no speaker slips for matters not on the agenda. Um, great. Well, with that, we'll go ahead and adjourn the meeting. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next time.